Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. By 2013, Andy Murray already had a U.S. Open title and won gold at the All England Club the summer before. But this, this was the breakthrough. His first of two Wimbledon titles, beating Novak Djokovic in straight sets. And it's been a while since we've seen Andy Murray on the grass. But it is that time once again for Tennis Channel Live. And Andy Murray is back in London at the place where he has won five times over Queen's Club and the return of Sir Andy is upon us. And here's what's coming up on the show. Sir Andy holds court first time in over three years. Andy Murray takes to the grass courts. Also the top seeds are in action all over Europe on the grass and it is Tuesday and today we're doing Tuesdays with Tracy. (laughs) And that Tracy would, of course, be our Hall of Famer. Tracy Austin, everybody, welcome to Tennis Channel Live. I'm Russ Thaler, and welcome back, the professor, Paul Anacone, fresh off the plane. I said I would come in this week only if I could make it for Tuesdays with Tracy. Okay, bonjour. That was the (laughs) So all is good. I'm ready to roll. Can't wait for Tuesdays with Tracy. That's good. And and, uh, just so you all know, Paul's still a little bit loopy from the flight back. So what else is new? That means we're going to have an awesome, (laughs) awesome show today. Really, really looking forward to it. Glad you're here, Paul. I'm psyched. Let's go. We got a lot of good stuff. We were psyched when we saw Andy Murray on the docket today. How exciting is it, just not only for Andy, but for fans of tennis, to see Murray back on the court, on the grass? Well, so much nostalgia, right? I mean, it's been such a bumpy road for someone that has had such a tremendous career. The last few years for him has been such a battle. So, look, we saw today's match, and just for him to be out on the court competing as he did, for me, I, I actually get a little choked up just watching him on the court because of everything that he's been through. So for all the tennis fans, it's a big treat. Yeah, this is a big deal for a guy who relies on his movement and to have that hip resurfacing surgery, and he's really struggled the last couple of years. And he says, I love tennis. I love competing. He's had the naysayers that are saying, why are you still competing? And he said, I just want to play. And so to see him out there at Queens where he's won five times to get so emotional after the match... I thought it brought a tear. It definitely brought a tear. Lucky for all of us. Yesterday, we got to see Roger Federer return to the grass after over two years away. Today, after over a thousand days, Andy Murray returned to Queens Club. The five-time Queens Club singles champion, the former British and world number one... All right, Paul, now it's time to get to business. How did Murray look against Benoit Paire? Well, I tell you what, just walking down those stairs, I'm sure it was uh, hard for him to do that. But Benoit Paire, 
at the beginning was showing drop shots. Really wanted to test the movement of Andy Murray. Andy looked very sharp, came up with the running pass here, did all the things we've seen Andy Murray do, the tremendous return of serve, the great mobility on the grass court. Let's remember, grass is really challenging to move on because there's not a lot of stability, easy to slip and slide, and that's one of the things that Andy's got to be careful of. Great first set, six games to three, kept control of the tempo of the rallies. And Benoit Pair is so unpredictable, you never know what he's going to do. But when you give that man a target like that, he comes up with passing shots as he did. A really, really solid start, straight sets, and uh, just impressive stuff. Well, things figured to get a little bit tougher from here for Andy Murray, but he is through to round two. And what a resume this man has on the natural surface. A two-time Wimbledon champ, as we mentioned, and also an Olympic champion at the All England Club in 2012. Look at the career record, 108 and 21, eight career titles on the ground. I mean, he's just been so much to so many people. Just great to see and him And all back. during the big three. Yeah. I mean, when the big three have been hoarding these Grand Slam titles and being very stingy. So he served well today. I think he has to be happy. And afterwards, he was asked about it. And he said, do I play tomorrow? Do I play tomorrow? <laughs> he seemed to want to have the day off. I'm sure I was surprised afterwards. He hasn't played in three months. He hasn't played. And so he said he's only played three or four practice sets. That really surprised, that surprised me, Paul. me, too, yeah. Yeah, to, to come out and play a match on the ATP Tour, and he looked sharp. Yeah, and not only did he look sharp, his body held up. And he says that's the biggest thing for him. He thinks his, his tennis is there. How much do you think that weighs on his mind when he's on the court? How much will my body uh, You know, I think, Tracy, I think you hit the nail on the head about that because I know Roger's in the same mindset, it, do I play tomorrow? Yeah. Because it's not always when you're playing. It's what, what, what happens when you wake up the next day if you haven't played a lot particularly to the older gentleman like <laughs> Roger Federer or someone like Andy that's been through uh, so many injury issues. So I think they want to try to play as many matches as possible but over as as many days as possible. That's the big thing that they're all looking for. Yeah, the for. key is when you wake up in the, in the morning because he hasn't been tested in a while. And it's you play the match. It, it wasn't a long match, 64 minutes. It was pretty routine. I really didn't test the hip that much. A perfect start for Andy Murray. It's going to get tougher against Berrettini. But if he can have that day off, because you never know if you're going to have sore muscles. And when you're more anxious, you're more nervous, yep. you tend to build up that lactic acid more easily. You figure the competition level will build up as he moves into round two because he's going to face the number one seed. Matteo Berrettini, let's look and see how the Italian fared and looked against fellow Italian Stefano Travaglia. Battle of the Italians, Russ. This was a lot of fun. Berrettini's getting more and more confidence. Look, he's got one of the biggest serves and biggest forehands on tour. That little flick lob told you something about the two-hander. It's getting more solid off of that side of the court. That's been the weakness. But when you have shots like that, you can create so many opportunities. The forehand is a huge weapon. Got through that first tie break pretty comfortably. Second set, there was not a lot between these guys. Again, got into a tie break. Berrettini played the big points a little bit better. But when you have the weapons that he does, He's going to be extremely formidable on the draft pool. It's a solid win, 6-6 six and six over his countrymen. So Berrettini moving on. And also earlier today, we got a look at American Francis Tiafo taking on Alias Bedenay. Yeah, coming off a nice challenger win for Francis. Starting to build some momentum, get some wins under his belt. 
one of the better ball strikers on tour. I think he's been working incredibly hard just to get that top level back. Hasn't been there, been a little bit up and down, but today got off to a bumpy start against a very cagey veteran uh, Bedene, who's really good on the grass courts. He uses the pace coming at him extremely well. Francis didn't blink after that first set and played two really solid sets to get through. A nice win after winning a challenger last week. Here are the scores from today. Tracy, what results stand out to you? Well, I think Evans is so important for him to get the win in England. That feels good. And Shapovalov, 6-6, six and six, he was tested by someone ranked outside the top 200, but he came through. Big serving day for him. Let's check in on the women. They are in Berlin, Germany. Vika Azarenka taking on Andrea Pekovic in first-round action. Yeah, these two former top ten players competing against each other, and you have Pekovic in the near court. She is a wild card. Her ranking has dropped just a bit, and Vika Azarenka was just too strong. She looked like she was moving well, hitting with accuracy, going after her shots as she does. But in the second set, Azarenka got down 5-3. She is in the near court, faced actually two set points, but that's when she upped the ante. And when she got to the tie break, that's when everything went her way. She played some of her best tennis running across the finish line. Nice match for Azarenka. So Azarenka advances. Garbina Muguruza looking healthy, finally, taking on Toronto Kristea, and this was a tough battle. It was. Now, Muguruza, who had such an incredible beginning of the year, she I'm is sense. in the near court, and then she got injured at Charleston. That kind of slowed down her spring. She lost early in Roland Garros. Now she's back on the grass, where, of course, she won Wimbledon. And this is where she can start to regain her confidence, rebuild her year. She looked very strong, loves the target. She served well. She was on the front foot, moving Kirstea, and... Finding the sideline here. She's got to be very pleased with this move into the second round. Straight set win for the number six seed. Let's take a look at the rest of some scores from Berlin. And, Paul, anything stand out to you here? Well, a lot of really nice matches. And you see Angelique Kerber winning so easily, 6-2, 6-1. She's going to be tough on the grass. Loves to let the ball uh, come to her, use that pace and redirect. And a tough one for Shelby Rogers in three sets. Thought after she won the first set. This morning, when I got up at about 2.30 after getting back from Tom Bradley, <laughs> that match was on. So uh, it was a tough one for Shelby, but uh, good so to you, see you back playing. You're telling us you didn't get much sleep. Well, you know, I brought a bunch of croissants and everything, but I think Jimmy Aries <laughs> took all of them, so you guys don't have Jimmy just took everything and left. That's right. Now, I do want to fill the people in. You see Baptiste, Haley Baptiste, yeah. had mm, to retire. Right. So she slipped, hurt her knee. We're sending condolences to Haley Baptiste, the young American who's starting to to come on strong. She had to retire against Pagula in the did, first Did you hear set. anything else? Did they ever report anything else after that? I didn't hear anything yeah. else. All right. Well, uh, get well Fingers soon, crossed. Haley. Fingers Absolutely. Crossed. And the, the tournaments continue, and so does TC Live. When we come back, we're going to let our Hall of Famer lead the discussion. It is Tuesdays, and it Tuesdays is Tuesdays with Tracy. With Tracy. Oh, that I is coming up win. next. Go, Indeed. We're going to look back at some of the struggles from the top seed on the women's side in Paris.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. is finally over. We're live at Wimbledon and it's looking like a glorious day. Come on, you're missing it! We are at Wimbledon. The grass is looking as immaculate as ever. 15 years of age. A very Thanks to our good friends at the All England Club. Nice little trailer for Wimbledon just two weeks away now. And not only do we get to see tennis back at Wimbledon after a year off, but we're going to have fans in the stands. They're allowed to have 50% capacity at the start, moving all the way up to 100% by finals weekend. Oh, man, Tracy, how exciting is this? That is huge because for so many people, that is the bucket list. They want to go to Wimbledon, and why not? It is so gorgeous. And for the players, they want to feel that atmosphere again. We completely missed Wimbledon last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so disappointing. So very good news. 100% for the finals, love it. That's going to be I wonder if they're going to have the cues. Yeah. I wonder if they'll let people queue in the lawn. Probably not, I would think. I don't know what the restrictions are, but 50% up to 100, sign me up. It's going to be great. All right, full disclosure, we're talking tennis all day, right? We're either we do. we're either calling That's matches do. or doing shows. And more importantly, we're hanging out in our green room, and these, all these discussions come up, and we felt like a lot of this stuff needs to come on TV. That's why we came up with Tuesdays with Tracy. Unscripted. Un- Unscripted. Be careful. Well, yesterday the we were talking. The best talk- stuff happens in the green room. No Russ. doubt. And yesterday <laughs> we were talking about Roland Garros and what happened in the women's draw. And Tracy, you have a, a little bit of a theory about what went down. So the floor is yours, and we'll jump in. Well, it's more about how the draw kind of fell apart. You had Ash Barty, who looked like she was playing so well, and uh, she lost or in the second round she got injured and she had the parting of the seeds. Look at that. I mean how <laughs> that pretty is our team. Phenomenal huh? graphic. Good job guys. That is awesome team. Well done. Alright so it started at the top with Barty and she went down with the hip injury that she suffered in practice. She did and she was trying to play through it lost the first set against Lynette and she had to pull out so disappointed. Do you think because... she played too much going in? I wanted to ask you that. Do you think maybe she played a little too much? She played a lot of tournaments, Tracy. She did, but I don't think so. I okay. think she felt like she needed that. Right. And, um... But this was also just the beginning of it because Naomi Osaka mm-hmm. left the event for, I mean, a, a number of reasons, as we know. Yep, so she pulled out before her second round match and got everybody in the entire world talking about mental health, which I actually think was a good thing. So now... Number one and two seeds are gone. Draws starting to open up. And then when we got to the round of 16, we only have six seeds left. And That's amazing, Kenan, huh? Yeah, Kennan, who was an Australian Open champion. But it was Serena Williams who I thought, okay, is this now what's going to happen? Tell me the truth. Gonna you, win 24. I thought, she, I thought she had a good shot. I thought she had I, a good shot unfolding, here. I was like, this could be Serena's time. It was hot. The courts were playing fast. And they saw... 
the seeds. The, the parting seeds of the seeds. Parting. And I thought this is going to be perfect for Serena. Did you think at that point that's kind of where she would start to get rolling? I did. And, you know, before that, the round before that, I thought Sloane Stevens was starting to mm -hmm. play well. And then she lost to Muhova. Uh, or she beat Muhova, but well, Sloan lost. lost. She lost to Krajikova. Yeah, Krajikova. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody lost to Krajikova. Seems like it, yeah. yeah. And then when once we got to the quarters, I thought, okay, now it's going to be Sviantic. Uh, so it was just surprise after surprise. And then we got to the semis. Who'd you pick? I thought Sakari was going to win. I did, too. She was playing so well and so athletic, and I thought that she was just knocking on the door. And I heard her saying all the right things about self-belief. Her team had kept telling her, you're working really hard. But I also thought, you know, Sviantek had been so good last year. I wondered if she was going to be able to carry it over the finish line because she was so confident. She'd been playing great doubles with Bethany Maddox-Sands. She looked terrific. And I'll tell you what, Sakri was amazing in the semis. And that's what made me think, okay, she gets past Sviantek. This is hers. And it really shocked me. And then Sakari, of course, had that match point against Krajikova uh -huh. in the semifinals. Mm -hmm. And... This is an incredible match point. No hesitation with this backhand Yikes. swinging volley. Doesn't even go deep, but the sharp angle, just incredible. And Krajcikova, who would have picked that? The way that she is, is so calm, so poised. And of course, her mentor was Jana Novotna. That got the belief started. All right, so here's the biggest question to ask in TV. Why? Why do you think this happened? Why did we see the parting of the seeds? Well... We got Barty, who was injured. We got Osaka, who actually took herself out. Mm -hmm. um, then, of course, you wonder about the players that then see o an open draw and start to feel some pressure. Like, wow, I have an opportunity. That's a different pressure than, you know, when you're trying to take off some seeds. It was it was pretty wide open draw. But Krajcikova held her nerve for somebody who had so little experience in singles. I helped. I think that the doubles Grand Slams that Krajcikova won helped her on the big stage. I think it did. Remember early in the tournament, she said she had a little bit of an anxiety attack getting ready to walk on the, on the court to play. She got past that, but that experience, and it's so interesting because I always ask people the why behind it. You know, people watch semis and finals, and, and it's tough to know how newcomers are going to react. And since it's Tuesdays with Tracy, I wanted to ask Tracy, you were a Grand Slam title winner at 16? I mean, what, you know, different social media, none then, mm. but still expectation. How did you deal with it? What did you do to just let yourself play and not think in those big moments? Well, I think in one thing that this French Open and Roland Garros really brought to the forefront was mental health. And also so many of the players talking about using a sports psychologist and so open about that. There's no stigma about that before it was seen as a weakness. Mm -hmm. So what do the sports psychologists talk about, I think, to these players? They talk about forward looking forward and what you have to do next and I think when you get in trouble overall whether it's the next point or the next game is when you're thinking about losing something or what happens if I don't win this point if you just think clearly about what you have to do the strategy that you have to employ I think you're, you're going to be much better off you and know to your point Tracy let's listen to a little bit of a sound Barbara Krejcik about talking about the use of her sports psychologist I've been actually talking to her before every single match that I play since I played Sloan. And, you know, it was really difficult. It was really hard because, you know, I've never been in a situation like this, not in a singles. So I was a little bit panicking and, you know, I really wanted to win. But on the other hand, like I knew that if I really want to win and I'm just going to put so much pressure on myself, it's not going to happen. So, you know, we had some, we had the conversation about this. She just told me just to go and enjoy. We, 
you know, we spoke about how to talk to myself and what to do when I'm going to feel nervous on court. And she went into that match with Sloan Stevens, as you mentioned, having a little bit of an anxiety attack. She ended up wiping Sloan <laughs> off the court. Yeah, she played great. I, I just think, you know, look, I think those are all great points. And what, what, what every play, player needs to realize that I don't think they do, they always think about, and I, I'm guilty of this too at times, coaching and teaching, is how to hit the ball, how to strategize and how to hit the ball. What you don't teach them is what your default mechanisms need to be in moments of pressure. And that's what all-time greats are so good at. They've been there so many times, but they've got default mechanisms so that they go back and hit the reset button. They do all the things that you and I talk about and pontificate about on TV. Aggressive shots to conservative locations, margin, good footwork, simple structure, point structure. And when you get nervous, it's really hard to think clearly like that, but that's what the greats do. So what Krajika was talking about in terms of the mental reinforcement makes total sense. It's all about what you can control and how you set up the next point, not about what happened 10 minutes ago, 10 seconds ago, or last week. What can I do next point, and how do I stay process-oriented? And that's what the greats seem to do so well. Yeah, we even see Serena Williams, who obviously has won so many majors and has been so successful. Oftentimes, she'll have notes in her towel. And it's just little reminders. And the more that you can practice that way and force yourself under pressure to think, go, my cue, my mantra was next point, next point. I mean, I'm giving you a little hint, a little, you know, what I would think about. Because that is gone. I can't do anything about that. The only thing I can go to is immediately thinking about what I can control the next point. So there's a little peek of the kind of stuff we talk about in the green room. Some of it gets pretty heavy, and we could talk about it for hours, and sometimes we have hours to talk about it. We don't have that kind of time here <laughs> in a half-hour television show. we got to go to break, but when we come back, we're actually getting you back to more tennis highlights, including the top seed, Daniil Medvedev. Whoops. Yeah, he'll let you know how he's feeling. And he was feeling kind of like that today against Jan Leonard Struth. Hello, off to Germany, where the top seed, Daniil Medvedev, is taking on a guy who lives like an hour from the venue, Jan Leonard Struff, and Medvedev had his hands full with the big German. I'll tell you what, Struff has a huge serve, got off to a good start. This court is so tough to play on. Look at all of the shadows. Medvedev here at set point, but that beautiful little drop shot, drop volley, saves it. And then it's Struth in the tiebreak playing power baseline tennis, which usually doesn't cut it against Medvedev. So good at absorbing pace and then using it against you with targets. But Struth gets up here, 7-6 in the tiebreak, serves through the spider web of shadows, comes in, closes, and puts it away. And it got weird after this, Tracy. Medvedev was starting to get really annoyed and really got frustrated. It was really interesting. Yeah, he really let his negative emotions come out. He had that 5-2 lead in the first set and that set point that we talked about, and he never was the same again. But the old serve and volley, Paul, that must warm your heart. Oh, I feel a tear to my eye. Rush your opponent, and Medvedev never felt like he had time. That was on match point as well, and Jan Leonard Struve, that's the biggest win by ranking of his career. Tenth win over a top ten opponent for Jan Leonard Struve, who's moving on. Battle of Germans, Sasha Zverev and Dominic Kupfer. Boy, they came through the pro ranks in much different trajectories, for sure. Cooper, the former college star at Tulane. Zverev obviously been at the top of the game for a long time. Top three set battles. Zverev comes through with the win 6-3 in the third. Here are the rest of the scores from Hala. What do you think, Tracy? 
Rublev and Hachinov, battle of two really good friends and huge hitters. And Rublev was just so impressive off both sides, hitting big, moving the big guy around and gets through in straight sets. Boy, Teresa, I hate to say it, but look at our buddy Sam Query. What a brutal loss. 4-6-7-6-7-6 to the talented Frenchman. Two tie breaks the last couple of sets. First, Sam didn't have any chances. Then he got back in and had chances. And it was just one of those nail biters. Well, let's take our globe and spin it to Birmingham. And check in on the number one seed there, Elisa Mertens. Taking on Alia Tomjanovic. And this one went about as deep as you can get. Three tie breaks. Over three hours. And you see Tomjanovic in the near court. This is late stages of the match. Long, extended points. And Tomjanovic gets the 4-2 lead. And Mertens... There's a couple of double faults at the end Ouch. after three hours. Back to back. Painful. And the match. Back to back. Number one seed is out. Self-inflicted double faults. That one's going to sting. Here's the rest of the scores in Birmingham. What are you looking at, Paul, here? Well, a lot of different ones. Tough loss for Katie McNally against Jabur, who's so talented. She's awkward to play. Just kind of gives you no rhythm. And also we saw that tough one for Lauren Davis at the end of the day against the really talented and powerful Ostapenko. So a lot of good matchups today. Yeah. And Fernandez, Layla Fernandez, mm-hmm. the youngster from Canada. I was really curious how her game would match up on grass, and she got through in straight sets. She is a talent. Doesn't hit big, but she is a crafty left-hander. All right, time for the social net, and big congratulations to a former world number one and major champion, Caroline Wozniacki and her husband, David Lee, a welcome Baby Olivia to the world a few days ago. That is so great. Uh, no, a whole new chapter of life for both of these guys. And now they've got the little baby to take care of. Trace, you can give them some tips. Very, very exciting. I think, uh, does Caroline, she didn't even look like she was pregnant. She looks like I'll she's fine. Yeah, she she's probably ready to go back on tour in about two just weeks. Just delivered yesterday, and she's ready to play a three-setter. Congratulations. That's a beautiful moment. And there is uh, an Instagram site or an Instagram uh, account by a guy named Oscar Hinojosa, who has become very, very popular amongst players and athletes of all sports. Look what he's done in tennis with these Photoshop skills. That's that's Novak at full stretch. That's about what it looks like when you play Novak because he seems so little, but the racket and his body is so elastic, he can cover 99.9 tenths of any court surface. There's our uh, champion. Barbara Krejcikova holding the trophy. Pretty impressive. Wow. Should have two trophies, one singles and doubles. And there's oh. Rafa. And that's pretty good. Rafa in full <laughs> flight, right? <laughs> Big shoes, but uh, if, if you, forehand. If you, could, if you could have Oscar make one, what would you like to see? I'd like to see a full head of hair on me, if that's possible. <laughs> sure. yeah, me too, by the way. Talent. I didn't think about then that. Then we'll see how talented he really is. Yeah. I'd like to see fire from my racket on my serve. Because okay. you know my serve was so big, It was big, heat. Paul. It, it was heat. heat. People it was don't the realize hammer. it. You know what I want to see? I want to see old school Johnny Mac headband, full head of hair, screaming at an umpire, but maybe. Maybe we've, little. We've seen we've seen a few of those. A few of those caricatures <laughs> in Queens Club hallway. There's actually a photo, uh, a caricature, a little cartoon written like that. Oh, see, uh-huh. it exists. It, it, see, it exists. You ask, it's already there. Here's uh, Wednesday's schedule. Not only on Tennis Channel, where our coverage begins at 5 a.m., but on our regional Valley Sports Networks at 8 a.m. We'll be back with TC Live when it's all over, and then you got encore coverage all after that. We'll be right back.
back on Tennis Channel Live, and here's a look at our featured matches coming your way Wednesday, all throughout the day on TC, on Tennis Channel, Tennis Channel Plus, and also our Valley Sports Regional Networks. What are you looking forward to, Tracy? Well, I see Roger Federer yeah. on the schedule, and that's who <laughs> I go to against Felix Auger Aliassime. Cool. They have never played before, and you know, Paul, I'm sure you know this, they are both born August 8th. So that I is did not know that. a really important part of the equation. Okay, well, that's all that matters. Same birthdays, and Madison keeps Pretty at cool. the bottom. But we have a uh, huge day of tennis. We, we absolutely do. Coco Vandeweghe with a good opportunity. Yeah, nice. Alia Tomjanovic coming off that long match against Mertens. Coco gets her tomorrow in the second round. Yeah, Coco on the comeback trail. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Full day. It all starts at 5 o'clock we'll in the a.m. on Tennis Channel. Croissants. Ooh. Pana chocolate. What about donuts? We, we need, donuts. We need Paul donuts. to get some sleep. we got to send Paul home. Nah, <laughs> I'm just getting going. Tomorrow, Paul with hair. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Tracy with a huge serve. Exactly. Be Thanks for watching Tennis Channel Live. See you all bright and early in the morning on Tennis Channel for more amazing coverage from the grass of Europe.